The crystal ball is getting a terrific buffeting this week. It's cricket, only better. Crazy amount of cricket at the moment, absolutely non-stop, but well done. You've stopped at the right place this week for Cricket Only Better, episode 146. I'm Ed Hawkins. We're back again to advise wisely on ODI action and test match action. Sam Collins, please explain. Correct, Edward Hawkins. A reserved intro from you this week, and we're very grateful for that. But my goodness, uh, that amount of analysis requires some big brains. We're looking at England versus India from Thursday in an ODI at Lords. Uh, we've got a series preview for England versus South Africa in the ODIs while that goes on, plus Sri Lanka versus Pakistan in a test match, which may not happen. Uh, big brain number one is, of course, Paul Krishnamurti from Betting.Betfair. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. Hello. Busy week for you this week, Paul. No doubt on the political front. And another big brain, uh, number two, is SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Hello, Richard. Hi, Sam. I'm always busy. You are. That's that's what I've heard, Richard Mann. The Tory dossier says so. An unenviable task they've got this week. Uh, Edward Hawkins, what details can the listeners expect for those three matches? Oh, yes. Fine tooth comb, tooth comb detail, I think. Expected teams, pitch data, in-place strategies. We're pushing the guys on that. Innings runs strategies and top performers with bat and ball. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, we've also got our special treble bet of the week, plus the best bets. So let's get on with the show. England versus India. Is an absolute blockbuster from Lords on Thursday. Could be a cracking betting heat. England have their big boys back in the squad. The series is underway. Edward Hawkins, over to you. Yeah, a bit tricky because this is actually happening as this pod is in production. Uh, but expecting England to line up like this, at least at some stage during the series. But this is the game for Lords, don't forget. So Bairstow, Roy, Root, Butler, Livingston, Stokes, Moeen, Sam Curran, David, Willie, Cass. And Parkinson, India, Rohit, Dhawan, Kohli, Ayer, Yadav, Pant, Hardik, Jadeja, Thakur, Shami and Chahal. A little bit of data for you on these two teams, how they fix up against each other. With the bat, England striking at 99 in the last three years. India probably the only team which get close to them uh, with strike rate, 96.5. The edge, surprisingly, is with the ball. England have an economy rate of 5.1 over that time. India, very, very pricey, 5.9. Lord's wicket for you. Last five ODI first inning scores, only two over 250. That takes us back to the World Cup. However, last game, July 2021, was also a low scorer. England 247 all out against Pakistan. I'm expecting a better, flatter, more road-like surface for that. this one. Uh, whether Richard and Paul agree, we're about to find out. Okay, hey, uh, England were 2.12 outsiders for the first ODI, which took place. Well, as Edward Hawkins said, this pod was in production. Um, I'm going to be very mean and ask Richard Mann, surely there is some mistake in those odds. 
No, I, I think that's about right. Actually, I think if the T20 series taught us anything, it reminded of us, us of how important a good bowling attack is. And that's no criticism of, of England. Archer, Mark Wood, Chris Wilkes would all be in England's first choice ODI bowling attack, but they don't have those guys. And I think we saw in the T20 series the value of India's bowlers, hardened bowlers from the IPL play bowling in the best franchise against the best batsmen on some unforgiving pitches and and very on small grounds. And I just think their skill levels were, were a level above England's actually. And looking at the starting 11, looking at Willie and Cass and Parkinson up against Shami and Shahal, I think India probably have the edge. I think it'll be a good pitch. I mean, the weather's really set fair. And I think that's where India have the edge. I think England's batting probably a notch above India's, but I mean, India have got some fantastic players as well. I've not got a massive view on it, but I think looking at India's bowlers, I can see certainly see why they're favourites. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, does that T20 series have any, you know, which India won 2 1, of course, have any bearing on your thoughts? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I thought we would have the edge on that. It didn't prove that way. And I think Rich just summarised that absolutely brilliantly. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, no question India's bowling unit is superior and that's going to be critical when we're talking about containing runs particularly for pick you know, on if it's if it is indeed good scoring conditions I mean more broadly England and India in limited overs cricket is a toss-up affair you know a lot of it's going to be on the day and the conditions and who wins the toss um I'm inclined to think that perhaps the good weather would favor India you know, maybe a pitch gets a bit baked in the morning, they bowl back first, put 300 on the board, and the spinners come into play in the second innings. But as Rich said, it's not one really to take a hugely strong opinion about who's going to win the match. It's more of an in-running thing. Okay. Um, Betfair Sportsbook took a very interesting view on Virat Kohli in that final T20, Richard Mann. Um, they priced him at 11-2 to two for top bat. They knew he was batting at number three, they're saying he's finished, essentially. Do you agree? Do we get against him on individual innings runs? Talk to me. Not necessarily in 50-over cricket. I, I do think the games, the T20 game has passed him by. I think he, I think T20 cricket is just a stride too quick for him nowadays. I think Coley at his pump could have adapted, but the, the game is developing every year. More pressure on strike rates, hitting more fours and sixes. And he isn't the player he was five years ago. I think we'd all agree on that. And I think he's struggling to keep pace with T20 cricket. But 50 over cricket is different. It's a step slower. And at number three, he can just score a runner ball. And and that's fine. You know, the hitters, the pants, the rowits can, can play around him. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily be against him in this ODI series. I still think he's a good player. Maybe just quite not the top notch who he was of five years ago. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, what about first innings runs here? Do you agree with Edward Hawkins on how we should uh, how should we bet on that? Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where the line is because that would, I assume, depend to some extent what happens at the over on Tuesday, which I think will be a run fest. Um, and we saw two big scores in the T20, so I suspect they will set par high. And as Ed pointed out, you don't actually, it's not a very high scoring ground, Lords. You don't get many scores above 300. Um, I, th- I think uh, my general view about Lords is that this is what I call a middling ground. If you, it, it seems to me, it's always seemed to me that if it's a pitch that if you, 
if it starts at 280 par, a hell of a lot of games will end up between 265 and 295. And so that will be my strategy to do the um, trading up and laying back system. So, for example, let's say 300 to open up is at 2.8. I'll be backing overs and looking to lay that back at 320 at a shorter price. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Edward Hawkins, any thoughts on that and players to follow on this? Uh, well, interesting to think what um, both sides of score 300 will be. Paul's probably right. It's going to be impacted by the oval. Uh, so check that on uh, on Betfair Sports. But top England bat wins uh, matches last two years. Uh, the standout really is Bairstow, four wins from 12. And obviously he comes into this incredible white ball form, but he did it in red ball. So uh, he's expected to go well. Uh Richard Mann mentioned Coley. He's going to give him another chance. Well, you will be able to bet him at bigger than 11 to 4. Why are we talking about 11 to 4? Because that is the price he should be on how often he wins. So I think you'll probably get 100 to 30 on Coley, maybe even bigger than that if Sportsbook stick with their view that he's done for. Also, just keep an eye on Richard Pant. Did open the batting very, very recently uh, in that series against West Indies. So he could be uh, one to follow. Three wins in 21 for him. Rohit, eight wins in 31. Uh, with the ball, Yusjahal. Returns eight times in 23 and he's going to get a nice good long run of it instead of that four over burst in T20. So could do some damage this time. Okay, Richard Mann, translate that into bankers, please. Right. Well, well, for the first ODI, and I mean, obviously the prices could change, but Bairstow priced up at nine to two. That looks wrong to me. As Ed says, in great form and he's going to open. But the one I'm really keen on is Joe. He's 100 to 30 for the first game. And I just think Root is a well, he's a brilliant ODI player. What the average is over 50 now. Um, phenomenal record. But I think he's just great for top bat bets because in this England side, he is the anchor. He strikes at un- under a hundred. Um, but he generally sees a side on, particularly chasing while while the others take the risk and go bang around him. He's, he's perfect for this. I mean, they played Sri Lanka in 2021 last year. In a three-match series, Sri Lanka didn't get him out. You know, he was just that good, and he just he just filled his role perfectly. Just worked it around while the others went bang around him. Root was England's top scorer in the series, top scorer of seventy-nine out. I think he's he's a great bet for in this England side. Hundred to thirty stands out, and I'm quite keen on Rowett as well because. Well, he's a sublime talent and, and it seems strange to say this, but he's always been the type of player who improves for a run. He, he kind of gets better as series go on. You wouldn't think that look at him, looking at him, given how natural a player he is. But even in the test series recently, I won't bore you with the numbers, but last year they played England twice in two series, home and away. Rowett's worst returns were in the first test and he got better as the series went on. And from what I've seen in the T20s, he looks like he's warming to the task. Sportsbook have boosted him to three to one for the first ODI. If it's threes for the second, I think I'll be getting stuck in. Okay, thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, well, first of all, completely wholeheartedly endorse uh, what it says about Joe Root. I mean, I don't generally like playing top England back because it's uh, so competitive up the top. But having said that, just looking at the prices, twelve to one about Leah Livingstone does look a bit wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to put that up, but I would have priced it more like seven or eight to one. Um, the ones I like were more on the India side, though. Um, Ed mentioned Richard Pant, 7-1. to one. I think that's a no-brainer over 50 overs, especially if there is a possibility that he opens or comes in at three, as he has done in other games. 
Um, I, I'm very tempted to back Yuzvendra Chahal because I think he could be the difference between the two sides, but it's factored in really at nine to one man in the match. But 11 to four top wicket taker could be is, is con- worth considering. But the standout price to me is 20 to one Ravi Jadeja, man of the match. He's always worth backing that market because he could win it with either both bat and ball. Okay. Thank you very much. Any other business uh, before we move on, Richard? No, I, I mean, I've not thought about the man of the match market, but Paul's spot on about Jadeja. I mean, he's just an all action cricketer, bat ball in the field. He's always involved. So 20s is definitely worth the look, particularly if you think India are the right favourites. Okay. Richard, anything else? Sorry, not Richard. Um, Paul, even. <laughs> yeah, um, talking about the both teams to score market, Ed mentioned the 300 one. I think that would be a good price. It should be given the history at Lords. It doesn't happen that often. Um, we've actually seen both to, two, both to score 275 be quite attractive in 50 over matches of late. So I'm going to say if that is above even money, I'd be very tempted with that. Okay. Thank you very much. I think um, that's us done on that match. Um, England versus India from Lords, of course. Quick reminder that you can check betting.betfair for even more wisdom on these games and more. There are three bets offers, over 18s only, please, and check begambleaware.org. Still to come, that England versus South Africa series preview. But first, we'll take a little bit of a breather and go for a red ball action with Sri Lanka versus Pakistan from Gore. Sri Lanka versus Pakistan is scheduled to start on Friday from Gaul. We note the political unrest in the country, of course, and so everything we talk about is caveated by cricket and betting being totally insignificant at a time like this. Um, let's go to Edward Hawkins for some teams and a lowdown. Yeah, Sri Lanka expected to line up like this. Nisanka, Karen Aratni, Kusal, Matthews, Chandamal, Kamindi, Dick Vella, Ramash, Thikshana, Jayasuriya and Rajathitha. That top five from Sri Lanka looks pretty good. Pakistan, Shafiq, Imad, Azar, Baba, Fawad, Rizwan, Fahim, Naman Ali, the spinner, Hassan Ali, and they could play either Shaquil or Yassir as their second spinner here. And Shaheen Sharafridi completing the lineup. Head to heads, Pakistan have lost surprisingly six of the last 10 against Sri Lanka, but they did win the last meeting in 2019 by a whopping 263 runs in Karachi. Afridi did some damage in the first innings. The goal pitch, a minefield in the first test versus Australia, a road in the second. Guess what? They're still playing as we speak. Uh, it could well deteriorate. Temptation was to lay the draw with two days left there at 2.16 on Betfair Exchange. Over to you, Sam. Okay. Um, Betfair Exchange have very early prices, immature market, but here you go. 2.44 Sri Lanka, 4.0 the draw, 1.54 Pakistan. Going straight to your rich man. Sri Lanka did so fight against Australia. We know they're obviously still playing. Um, did that take you by surprise? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they felt like a deck of cards in the first test, so so big surprise. I think conditions really helped them, though. It was a, it, it is, as we speak, in a flat pitch there in goal, completely different to the first test. Australia let them back in as well by slipping up in the first innings. They should have made a mammoth score themselves. I'm not fully convinced yet. I think on a flat pitch, as Ed said, it's a good top five, but when things were happening in the first test, they were found wanting, and I wouldn't be 
forgiving all sins. Just yeah, I, I still think there's a collapse or two in this this Sri Lanka top order. Okay, uh, to Paul Krishnamurti, what about this goal pitch? That wasn't supposed to happen in the first innings, um, Sri Lanka versus Australia, was it? No, it wasn't. It's probably not the best time to get an objective view from me about Sri Lanka and goal because um, I'm in a bad position in that match. And I'm, maybe the pitch will deteriorate, but it's not yet. And it does look like a bit of a road. And uh, we've been seeing a lot of roads recently, haven't we? In tests all over the place. It's interesting little development. Um, you know, as we said last week, the plan would be to go unders on um, Sri Lanka runs if they got going. But that's obviously gone wrong because I went under 375 and 400 and it, they've already passed it. Um, I agree with Rich that you there's too much form of Sri Lanka collapses recently to just forgive it. And Pakistan do have the attack to do it. And, you know, on paper, Pakistan look an absolute class apart from Sri Lanka, but they don't have a brilliant record against Sri Lanka. That's the only thing that would um, deter me. Um, I'm thinking when that market builds properly, I reckon you'll get even money or bigger, Pakistan. So despite what is happening at the moment to Australia, I'd um, go in again, Pakistan. Okay, can we get some in-play magic from you both for this one, please? Richard Mann, you first. I hope I can find some magic. The interesting thing about the, the Sri Lanka test we were just talking about was as soon as the Sri Lanka top order guys were sort of making 40 or 50, the prices of, of Dick Weller at seven and Kamindi at six, you were looking at like 16, 20s, 33. I, I mean, I should know. Um, and, and look, it's not it's not paid off on this occasion, but you were a couple of decisions away or a couple of burnt reviews from Australia away from being sat on a good bet there um, with those guys in with plenty of batting to come. And I, and I wouldn't move away from that strategy actually and play a back in that middle order. Kamindi looks a good player. We know Dick Weller's very consistent. It's usually, usually good value for 50 or 60. And if you can get 20, 25s about him... I think it's worth taking because I still think there's a collapse in Sri Lanka and particularly um, against a Pakistan attack as good as this one. Okay, Richard Mann. Sorry, not Richard Mann, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, <laughs> Twice I've done that now. Yeah, um, again, sticking with the historic strategy that works there, which is to lay the draw in running, preferably after the second day. Just jumping straight back in, Paul, and it was you who said this a couple of weeks ago about betting contrary. And, and I just wondered with Sri Lanka if, and I've just flagged up the middle order that they're up against such a good Pakistan pace attack that they could be 20 for three here against Afridi. And then, Paul, do you think that's the time to, if you're going to go over on Sri Lanka runs, knowing that they've got a bit of spark in that middle order and even at number eight, actually, Mendes can bat, would that be the time you'd be going overs? I can see the logic in that, definitely. But I, I still think, despite what they're doing at the moment against Australia, that their their runs are set too high in most matches. You know, they still start 250 at odds on, 275 at odds on. So even if you got to your 20 for three, it might still be 225. And to me, they're a team that, you know, if you were to bet under 200 in every game, you'd be betting big odds every time. And I think you'd definitely make money in the long run. Okay. Okay, um, 
Edward Hawkins, to the tops market, please. Uh, I'll start with Sri Lanka, and I've highlighted Chandamal and Dick Vella. Chandamal is just an attritional player, and he's uh, got a ton against Australia at the moment, so uh, could go well again. Uh, Dick Vella is always a good price for first things 50 on win rates. Got a great record, so keep your eyes peeled for that. For Pakistan, uh, it could well be that 150 is going to be required to win this one. So... To go back with what Richard was saying on in play, if you if one guy's got 50 or 60 up top, it may well pay off to be taking big odds on players lower down the order. And that player for Pakistan could well be Farad Alam. Four wins in 15. We expect to get about 11 to 2 with Betfair Sportsbook. For the record, Baba has three wins in 19. He's going to be everybody's favourite, but he's not going to be a price that we're going to like, even though we expect him to be boosted to about 21 to 10. Afridi, six wins and five ties in 21 first innings for top Pakistan bowler, 9 to 4. Uh, is a price we'll play. Okay, I'll finish it off then, please, fellas, with your picks to watch. Uh, Richard Mann first. Well, I'm a big forward, a lamb fan. He done, done me some favours last year on this podcast. Terrific record, five tons from 18 tests, 250s. Really good conversion rate as well. When he gets in, he usually comes good. Quiet series against Australia recently, but that was pace that knocked him over. Start caused him some problems. Australia got the ball reversing and his technique was exposed a bit, but I, I just can't see that being a problem on this goal pitch. I, I don't think that will find him out. Um, and actually, he's one test from two, uh, one ton from two tests against Sri Lanka and I've got a, a bit of trivia for you Sam Collins when did Fawad Alam make 168 um, versus Sri Lanka at Colombo what year was that is there a political theme to this no it's, it's just a, a staggering stat that I found of no, of no relevance to any betters out there so I do apologise but, but you just <laughs> have a crack at the year uh, 2017 2009 he made 168 at Colombo and that he's only played 18 tests so he pretty much fell out of favour straight away and now he's back in the team one of the main men fantastic story that I think it's amazing wow 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 Richard man that's why you're here uh, rocks like that um, Paul Krishnamurti what have you got for us again got to go with the historic stats at goal and back spinners um Ramesh Mendes' record here is amazing. Forget what you might not do it. In this particular match, his record there is amazing. Look at his last five or six appearances there. And for Pakistan, uh, I'm guessing Nelman Ali might be the one. And he's often a good price because of the presence of um, Shine Jafridi. So uh, they would be my two. Okay. Any more for any more? Edward Hawkins, anything left to add before I move us on? Uh, no, I nothing to add apart from uh, I apologise for the next sentence you have to read from my fat-fingered script. So let's see how you get on. Okay. Um, Marvellous. England versus South Africa. Series preview still to come. I have my finger poised on the treble chance klaxon plus the best bets. So stay tuned. England versus South Africa is a three-match ODI series starting Tuesday, July the 19th. England have to play India before that in a ridiculous turnaround, as we know. Uh, so we're very much gazing into our crystal balls and giving them a vigorous buffering here. Um, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti are one of the life's great buffering duos. But first, 
we're going to Ed Hawkins with a lowdown on how South Africa could shape up and um, to let us know a little bit about the venues we're dealing with. Edward Hawkins. Yeah, I'm not going to give an England uh, lineup for you. That would be patently ridiculous, but probably similar to what they uh, line up, as we said earlier. South Africa, Quinton de Kock and Yanni Milan opening the batting. We think they're going to bat Aidan Markram at number three because of the, uh, what you can add with the ball, uh, pipping Carl Verrien. Uh, Richard's p- pin-up boy is Rassi van der Dussen, and he is next in at number four. David Miller, Henrik Klaassen, Matt Janssen, the all-rounder, Maharaj, not Jay Nagidi, and another spinner p- potentially in Shamsi, uh, or Felicaweo could bat it in there just before uh, Maharaj. Well, he could bowl. That's what he's in the team to do. Uh, South Africa. Um, they ended the last World Cup in dismal form and they needed a big change up and really needed to show something and it hasn't happened for them. They've won one of the last five, uh, including a dreadful 2-1 loss to Bangladesh in March. They also had a 2-1 reverse to Sri Lanka in 2021, probably gone backwards. Uh, the venues, we've got Durham, Old Trafford and Leeds. The first two are day-night matches. Average run rates for you, Old Trafford. Last three day nights, 5.4. Durham, 5.3. Leeds, all conditions, 5.6. That's where we expect the runs to come from. Bowling economy, uh, South Africa is 5.4 versus England's 5.1 as we speak. Batting strike rate, England 99, as we mentioned. South Africa way behind on a strike rate of 90. Okay. Um Going straight back to you, Edward Hawkins, because I've just pressed the uh, special treble klaxon. Okay, three bets for you to put in a treble this week to try and win some holiday money. Both sides to score 300 from 5-2, to two, England versus India at Lords. We're going to go with Dick Vella to score a first innings 50, Sri Lanka versus Pakistan also at 5-2, to two, and Yanni Milan, top South Africa bat, you'll find out why in a second, around 100-30. £10 stake should give you something in the region of 520 quid. Oh, an absolute whopper. Uh, brilliant. Paul Krishnamurti, what price are we getting England per game? And are you eyeing up a whitewash? Good questions. Um, I'm going to say it right now, before the India series uh, influences it, I reckon England go off about 1.6 for each game. Um, no, I'm not eyeing up a whitewash. Um, as much as England are a great one day side, that bowling lineup does it pretty ordinary and you know I, I mean South Africa are this great enigma there, there is a that is a potentially great team especially if you add Rabada they don't seem to put it together and those results are clearly markedly inferior to England's but you know if pitches are turning a bit they've got they've got Shamsi and Maharaj so they'll be superior to England in that respect and that is a good batting lineup. David Miller just had a brilliant IPL um, I think Rassi van Dusen, this is his best format, 50 overs. So, no, I, I, I think, whilst I do agree with making the favours, I think there could be upsets in those games. OK. Um, a brief masterclass there from Paul Krishnamurti. Um, Richard Mann, you've been quite sweet on South Africa since that World Cup, but I uh, suspect more in T20, perhaps, than ODIs. Can they upset England at any of these three venues? That's exactly right. I do think they're on the upgrade in T20 cricket, but they're a little bit behind in 50 over. I'm glad you've asked me about venues. Really interesting. Obviously, the blast is coming to an end now, but the venues have 
bring up some fascinating reading, actually. Durham, unsurprisingly, been really hard work for batting. Uh, and, and that could be a low scorer, thinking about your both teams to score this and that. I, I won't get carried away at Durham. Old Trafford's taken Spain and it's been a little bit inconsistent for runs, but Leeds, boy, has that been a road? It's just been a belting pick. Teams regularly scoring 200 and then the, the chase are getting close or, or surpassing them. Um, so, so look at your venues. Don't take it as gospel that these sides are going to make big runs or small ones. I think the venues are key. That we'll see some. We'll see three matches completely different. I think throughout this series. Okay, thank you very much. Wise words, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. I'm looking for some wise words from you as well with another top ODI trading tip, please. I'm going to say be contrarian with runs. Um, we know that the runs are always set very high 50 over cricket now, but the pitches, the grounds that Rich just went through, Old Trafford's not a high-scoring ground, Durham's not a high-scoring ground. I think you could get good, really good value laying 225 or more in the first innings and maybe 250 or more at pretty short odds on. Okay, brilliant. Brilliant, Paul Christian Thank you. Uh, Richard Mann, anything in play for you in these games? Or any bat bowler combos which excite you, maybe? Well, I'm just jumping on what Paul said, really. But at Durham, I mean, we're, look, we're a long way out here and it's hard to know what the weather's going to be. But if we were to get a cloudy, murky day at Durham, never mind 220, 250, I'd be going a lot lower and, and taking a chance at big prices on either side, actually, because I think I think they these attacks are probably well suited to seeming conditions and I think they could cause some damage in those kinds conditions but then if we get to Leeds and it's good weather that is when I'll be playing both teams to score over 300 even South Africa I still I think they've got enough power there to go big at Leeds it's so so flat both teams to score 280 290 300 I'd have the whole lot to be honest okay oh sorry sorry that's Leeds is really interesting that's a good tip if it's sunny there I would say that's a ground where you could see 350 370 even 400 Right, I mean, it really is all about the conditions there, but no doubt about it, given the way that they're scoring 50 over cricket now, that is the ground. If the batting conditions are good, they could easily go 7 8 and over. Yeah, that's 100% right. Conditions are key. And I mean, there was a game against Birmingham Bears recently. Yorkshire got, I think, something like 230. And Birmingham very probably should have got them, actually, ended up with about 215. It was a t- terrific game. It was just a road. It really was. I mean, it were runs of fun. And, I mean, the batting against these attacks, don't forget South Africa are missing Rabada. They, they could make hay if they get conditions. Oh, runs for fun, making hay with Birmingham Bears. <laughs> what, what, what world are we in? Um, it's a Kemi Badnock wonderland. Right. Where are we going to now? Um, (laughs) Edward Hawkins, I'm coming to you for players to follow throughout the series. Quinton de Kock has three wins from 14. He's also got a tie in that. Rassi van der Dussen, calm down. Richard has three wins in 16. But get this one. This is the best rate in the world at the moment on this market. Yanni Milan has seven wins from 16. uh, And he's done it against all comers as well. So he is going to be a solid bet You've got a massive edge in your favour there. Uh, Nagidi, as always a favourite of this podcast, has five wins. Sorry, he's got uh, five returns in 13. We expect him to be going off about 100 to 30, maybe a bit shorter actually because of the Rabada thing. Maharaj has five returns in 17. 
Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, who do you like? Who do you loathe? Uh, the only thing that really strikes me is, again, on the grounds that South Africa might be a bit of value, a bit of outsider value, maybe back a couple of their match winners, and that would be Rassi van der Dussen and I would say Marco Jansen for man of the match. You're probably going to get 16s and 20s on those two. Okay, Richard, man, you've you've inevitably been polishing your crystal ball when it comes to Rassi van der Dussen. Um, are you following in on him here? Anyone else you want to switch allegiance to? Well, Talk I mean, Ed's made a really good case for Yanni Milan. You, you can't disagree with that. What I would say is there's two tour, tour matches coming up. South Africa actually get a little bit of decent preparation for this. There's a tour match on Tuesday the 12th and there's a tour match on Thursday the 14th against England Lions. So have a look at that because South Africa's batting order has been really hard to predict both in 50 over and 20 over. So have a good look at those two matches, see if you can get some clues. Don't forget there's no Temba Bavuma here. So I do think that might give Rassi a chance to go up to number four. He's been batting number five, actually, in ODI cricket. I think it's too low down for a win bet. But, I mean, his last six innings in 50 over cricket, one two nine out, 37 out, 52, 86, eight and out and four. If he's batting number four and he's a price... I'd be tempted to give him another go, but clearly Yanni Milan's win rate, Ed makes a very compelling case. Okay. Any more for any more? Or are we are we on to our best bets? Edward Hawkins, t- tell me. Yeah, I, I think we are, unless Paul's got something out. I don't think he does. does. Do you, Paul? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Stack it up. Let's go. Right, as ever, we close the show with our best bets. We have some scores, we have some doors, and we have the glamorous Edward Hawkins. Thank you. Richard Mann, minus 25.05. Paul Krishnamurti, minus 25. Plenty of time left in the year to get in to the plus. And they're going to start now. They've got five units to spend each. Off you go, please, chaps. Rich, I think you're first. Right, can I have uh, two units, Joe Root, top England batsman in the second ODI? I'll have two units on under 225 first innings runs in the first ODI England v South Africa. And sticking with the ODI between England and India, I'm going to have uh, one unit, Rohit Sharma, top India batsman. I will have... Um, in the England India game, I'll have half a unit on Ravage Deja, man of the match at 20 to 1. And moving on to the uh, Sri Lanka Pakistan test match, I'm going to have one unit, Farad Alam, top Pakistan batsman. Okay, and I will have um, on the Sri Lanka Pakistan game, half unit each, man of the match, Nauman Ali and Ramesh Mendis. And I'm going to finish off in the man of the match market on the same test match. I'm going to go half a unit, Yassir Shah. And I'm going to go half a unit, Shahina Afridi. Okay. And I'll close up with a 1.5 point double. Both teams to score 275, England, India, and Pakistan to beat Sri Lanka. Thank you very much. That is Cricket Only Better, episode 146, all done and dusted. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. Plenty going on there, plenty of tips, stats and analysis. We'll see you next time.